Okay. Hi, guys. <laughs> I was like, am I on? Just rubbing my, you know, just having some fun. But Joe put me on camera before I realized. But, you know, hey, whatever. It is what it is. We're having fun. It is Thursday, February 27th. What a way to kick off a show. 2024. How are you doing, Joe? Good. How are you? Um, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I'm we we uh, are drinking some bourbon and uh, we're having a good time. So uh, we're r- rubbing rubbing our nipples. <laughs> Is that what you're doing? I don't know were what you I doing was doing. I think I think I was doing this, and then I saw myself on camera. And just to be an idiot, I did that as well. So yeah. So um, we don't get to see this side of you very often. So it's cool what, that we get. What does to... that What does that mean? I. What I does that know. mean? Am I all buttoned up all the time? If people that know me well. They know I'm usually not too buttoned up, so yeah. I'm I'm pretty. Your audience up. doesn't get to see that. That's so, true. But you don't I, want to give them the wrong impression that well, yeah. you got sexual repression, which <laughs> makes you rub your nipples before the show goes on. Maybe I'm just like walking down the fast food aisle, be like, oh, it's a little cold in here. <laughs> maybe, so. maybe. But today it, it does feel it, it's warm in here. Today I feel like yeah, I've is. only had one sip of bourbon so mm. far. Sorry, off track. Go ahead. That's okay. Do your normal it's okay. intro. So no. Uh, we are down here live at Youngstown Studio. Joe Danier, Justin Coffin, uh, BJ, Kellen in the back, and uh, we're we're ha- we're just gonna have some fun. Today is going to be random thoughts. I will talk a little college football about the new playoff uh, stuff that's going on. It's a five plus seven format for for next year. I came up with a list of ways I would change college football, and I want to see what you would think about that in a minute. Um, we'll do, we'll do some complete random thoughts and then, you know, we'll throw some curveballs back and forth at each other and go from there. So, um, yeah, so I worked out last night. I went to planet fitness and Boardman, met a friend, uh, up there. And that was the first time I've like, I have like a small home gym in my basement. I do cardio and I do like light free weights, but that last night was the first time I like actually lifted you know, and did actual decent weights in a long time. And I am, I'm kind of starting to feel it right now. I'm I'm getting a little sore. All right. So I need to, um, what, what did, what prompted this? Um, well, he actually lives in Houston part-time and here part-time for his job. He's, he's taking a new job in Pittsburgh and, uh, is living up in, uh, North, North Lima and Boardman area, uh, right now. So he sent me a message and was like, Hey, why don't you come on? And he's a pusher. So he's like, I'm like, um, Monday night. I was like, I can't, you know, whatever. I got stuff going on. He's like, yeah, that's what I figured you'd say and stuff like that. Kind of just like being a little bit of a dick and like, you know, kind of like, oh, you're not coming. I know you're not. So I said, well, I can't Tuesday, but Wednesday I will. So I went last night. Um, and you know, I said, I'm not like an everyday gym guy as, as people can see, I'm, I'm in okay shape, but I'm not in, I'm not like, gym you know muscle head type guy shape that's not that's not me there's a lot of like meat heads out there not me hey by the way kellen happy birthday <laughs> um so there's a lot of just randos out there that are total gym rats and that's cool i respect that that's, that's just not me um i like there's i feel like there's a couple versions of um people that stay in shape one I'm the kind that likes to just, I want my clothes to fit me right. You know, does that make sense? And then there's like a next level of like, I need to be like muscle bound and all that stuff. That's just never been me. I just like to stay in good enough shape where my clothes fit me all right. And and for the most part, my clothes for the last 20 years have fit me pretty much the same, you know? And so I don't know. What are are your thoughts on? uh, yeah, I, I can think of gym. one shirt that is my the shirt that I would like to, you know, look nice on mm-hmm. me. And I'm I'm in the two modes. Either everything is so baggy, mm-hmm. right? And that I hate it. Yeah. Or things just feel too tight on me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's and I I wish it wasn't like the belly. Like I wish my arms were feeling the, yeah. the tightness. Yeah, exactly. Well, and and as you get older, it's just natural that, you know, like your metabolism slows down. You got to work harder. And, you know, whether you're, you know, your lifestyle, I always like to say my season of life I'm in right now doesn't allow me to be, you know, to come and go and be as active as I'd like to. I'm active in other ways, but I'm not like 
super like, oh, I can just drop everything, go to the gym. That's just not my life right now. So, and that's yeah, okay. And I've never pursued sort of the aesthetic side. I like to feel good and I like to stay healthy and mm -hmm. not ever be sick. And so if I feel like I want to lay down on the couch too often, then I'm like, get up, shithead. Go yeah, do yeah, something. Right. Stay active. So right. I'm in that sweet spot where if I'm feeling good, I'm not going to make many changes. And I think what you and I did, because in for anybody that, that's watching and, or listening, um, Joe and I, we skipped the podcast on Tuesday. Normally we go Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3.30. But we met over at, uh, is it Color Vanity or yeah. Vanity Calore? So I Ooh, calore. Calore. That sounds very she's European. Italian. She's Italian. So I figured there was a little bit of a, hey, okay. you know, there's an enunciator yeah, somewhere. Yeah. On those letters. Yeah. Okay. So but that place is really cool. And I hope we're going back at least for, you know, a few weeks here. But, uh, you know, the cryo stuff, like all that stuff is beneficial to your health regardless, you know, and a lot of people like I know Laura Zaffadel, who I've had on, you've had on. Um, she's a friend of mine, but like she is a nutritionist, but she also runs a gym. So it's like what percentage of gym versus food and healthy eating. And I would say for the most part, healthy eating would take precedent over like you want to be active and do stuff, but like going to the gym and, and that stuff isn't quite as, as important as eating right. I yeah, think, if, in if my you opinion. can, and because you're doing it like every day, if you're eating shit food every day, but mm -hmm. you're going to the gym twice a week, like you could get way more benefits from just clearing up the food part. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it yeah. might not even make the gym, you know, halfway necessary. So I, I make a list of uh, all of the things I'm, I'm sacrifices I'm making for health. And then I also make a list of the things I'm doing that's detrimental, like smoking cigars and drinking mm -hmm. bourbon are probably the things that the worst things that I yeah, do. Yeah, right, right. You know what I mean? But then I'll eat right and do fasting when I need to and take care of that. I'm like, okay, well, I can weather a lot of this mm -hmm. more than most people. No doubt. No doubt. So, okay. Random health thoughts. You know, just thought we'd get into that. I love that what a are my bit. favorite topics. So, really yeah, and, and we'll, we'll discuss that more as we, especially as we go through more of the cryo stuff, more of the, whatever we're doing have there. You, have you ever tried to explain to someone why you did cryo? Like what's the benefit? And I was like, I don't know. Cause they said to, well, <laughs> it, it supposedly kickstarts your, um, is it your white blood cells or your red blood cells and like helps you heal quicker. Um, someone like LeBron or someone, you know, these big time athletes who can spend a lot of money, um, spend millions on their own health and like that kind of stuff. If you're doing it right, I mean, look at him. He's playing in his 21st year in the NBA, and he is still one of the top 10 players in the league at age 39. You know, you look at most 39-year-olds, they wouldn't be able to play in a YMCA court, you know, and, and get up and down. So that kind of stuff, you obviously have to have the physical freak and ability in you, but that stuff will only help. And, you know, not necessarily to be an athlete, but to be a good healthy lifestyle you know so there so we I are was, i was a lot of weird thoughts were going through my oh, head yeah. after, after we did that because i was thinking like okay the body gets shocked it goes into these survival responses and and you know kind of snaps to attention but i was mm -hmm. thinking like you sleep eight hours a day right if you could cry cryogenically freeze yourself when you're sleeping would you live like a third longer because that's eight hours that your body wouldn't be aging no no come on no there's no way why would no. you okay let's let, let's suspend your, you know, scientific opinion yeah. on it. If you could do that, mm -hmm. would you to live one third longer? You're living 140. That's now. like a tough morality question too, because like, would my, if my children, like, would they eventually catch me in age? You know what I'm saying? Would that be weird? Well, they'd kind of have to do it, too, because you wouldn't want that Ex to happen. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a lot of, like, and then you're, I would want my close friends and family to be on the same path as me if I could do that. So that's a long, I would just buy a cryogenic chamber then if that were the case, so... Yeah, like like the movie Click too. You take those <laughs> shitty times in life and just cry out yourself. Forward. Yeah, like cry out yourself when you know that you don't want to experience that stuff anyway. You know, take the winter off in Ohio, live four months times you know eighty years. That's a lot of time. That's like the complete opposite version of being a snowbird. You're actually freezing yourself through the winter. You're hibernating, hibernating, and then and you're living waking that up. much longer. That's not a terrible idea. 
if you can prove it works. Man, that's a lot of testing. <laughs> I am willing to sacrifice you're, my body for science. You're going to need uh, several guinea pigs and uh, a couple independent studies on that one, but it's not a terrible idea. So not, it, you know, if we're if we're going to do interstellar travel, did you know that we're landing that uh, equipment on the moon today, by the way, right? Five mm -hmm. o'clock, watch the NASA's uh, YouTube channel. Um, we're going to the moon next year and the year after we're that. We're going to the moon. <laughs> going to the moon. If you believe we were already there the first time. Yeah, so yeah. we're uh we're gonna land some equipment there that we're gonna use when people go there. Okay. Uh, but anyway, so if we're gonna do interstellar travel and it takes 125,000 years to get to the next galaxy, sure. Um, you know, you're gonna have to freeze yourself or else you're not gonna be able you're gonna have to have like kids and kids and kids generations, and you have to have 20 generations of kids to make it there. Or you just zap yourself in the cryo freezer, freeze yourself for 125,000 years, and then wake up when you get there. Everybody you know would be dead at that point. That's a very that's a very scary thought. And there's a lot of movies that have done that. Like Passengers, I think, is one with um, Jennifer Lawrence. Um, there's even the freaking original Buzz Lightyear movie, the cartoon, like mm -hmm. the prequel to him. Like it's a cartoon, but it shows like he goes to outer space, does this time travel loop. And then like everybody he knows on Earth is dead or like aging as he comes back and then eventually dies. It's a, it's a weird. It's a weird thing. It's a very weird thing. I, I don't know. Um, the best thing would be able to like. Like we're talking about weird topics. I was not expecting cryo this, hey, like delivered us I mean, some topics, but I mean, like that's a great idea. And I, is it what, um, uh, space odyssey 2001 yep. or, um, you know, a lot of the movies that there's these like futuristic ideas that it's like, that's great in theory, but can it actually be done? Can we, you know, when they say like the space time, the wormhole or whatever, you take a piece of paper, you fold it in half, you poke the pencil through it. It's like, can we get to this end and this end in, you know, because you can only travel what a light years. Is it like 380, 286,000 miles a second or something like that? Right. So it's like, can you like the, the human body cannot actually physically do that. It doesn't matter if you're cryogenically frozen or not, like right. you're going to be dead regardless like so can i wormhole I, you some more please all right so we're on the cryo topic let's just say tomorrow god forbid mm -hmm. you get diagnosed with a terminal illness you're dead meat but one of the options is they cryo you for a future time where they may have a easy solution for what you are ultimately going to die in very short order yeah cryo yourself say goodbye to your family only to be woken up 100 years from now to be now nobody you know is alive but you are alive do you do it? Maybe. <laughs> I don't have a, a firm answer to that. Maybe is the best I can do because, well, first of all, no one wants to suffer. Like no one wants to physically suffer. Life and death is a, it's a scary thing. And some people come to terms with it. Some people don't. And, and that's okay. Like everybody to each their own. But it, it's weird because you are waking up in a universe and a, an earth or wherever you are with no recollection of what's going on. Let's just even say it's a hundred years from now, they cure cancer or something like that. If you froze yourself and then you wake up in a hundred years, like you said, your great, great, great grandchildren are probably, you know, living. Um, and then you're maybe the same age as them or, and like you can tell them stories of the past and all this stuff, but it's like, but everyone, you know, around you is dead. Yeah. So that's a very, that's a very challenging question to answer. All because, right. I got I got a different abs, more yeah. abstract version of that. Okay. So we're doing interstellar travel now mm -hmm. and our body can't survive the speed of light or near the speed of light in order to the speed to get there. Biolo biologically, we can't survive it. So they figure out a way to take your consciousness and put it on a flash drive. And then when you get there, your consciousness is then loaded in a biological meat suit body. Sign now me up. Really? Yeah. Sign me up. Why is this one so different? So this one, okay. This one, I feel like I could, before, before my brain or whatever goes into complete like meltdown mode and like, God forbid, you know, anyone out there. And I don't want to speak 
poorly of, you know, or talk down on like dementia or something because that's serious issues. But let's say you are right of mind in like your peak mental state um, and you could upload your consciousness basically is what you're talking mm -hmm. about, right? Into a drive and then it's inserted into like, so basically you're going to live forever. Forever. Yep. It's time I got, I'm sick of this body, pop it out, put it in a new one. And now you've got a whole new biological. Here's suit. a question then. Yeah. So is there a finite amount of people on earth then, or do we keep reproducing? Because there'd be no need to reproduce uh, humans. There'd be no need to have children. There'd be no need to do this. If you have every single, if you have seven to 8 billion people on earth and you can, is it like only a select few? Is it everybody? Well, if the technology is there, you could even clone yourself, put yourself in multiple bodies. And then we have a big mm, philosophical point. question. Now we got two Justins. There's already too many having people a on copies Earth. of the same consciousness and two different bodies. Which one's Justin for real? I don't like that. No. All no. right. Well, let's, I, let's, I, re let's remove that one. I think there should, you know, there should only be one, one of you. Okay. So here, here's the deal. Like, you know, the, you put a piece of paper on a copy machine and then you copy the copy. Well, every meat suit loses some of your mm -hmm. faculties. So the more times you copy and go from meat suit to meat suit, you lose a little bit of the structure of who is. So maybe it is not infinite that you will not biologically die, but your consciousness will be so eroded that it will be such a different thing. Yeah, not a not a huge fan of that. Like, and is your consciousness when you transfers? <laughs> I'm just thinking of the topics we're talking about right now is that when you're, when you transfer that, and this sounds like a black mirror episode, yeah. when you transfer that from your body to the cloud or whatever, and then that gets, you'd be like, I want to, in my other next life, I want to be like, I want to have my same cognition, my same, you know, thoughts and all that stuff. But you're, I'm, I'm in Brad Pitt's, you know, image now. Like, that's not a bad deal, you know? Like, so you can make, is this like a living organism? Or yeah, like, can you, you can, be, you can, can print you be, it. Can you be killed? Well, and that's the thing. Like, if you get killed biologically and your consciousness starts to die, then what you would transfer is partially damaged then when mm. it moves. So you got to do it before you age out and you get damaged to the consciousness. So if I kill you off in your thirties, you're probably pretty good. But if I start switching bodies in my sixties, you might be losing some stuff. And when it goes over, like you'll have equal, you'll have a lack of loss at that point, but you'll still have some damage equipment. I need to think about this. These are really interesting questions. But you know, like if you, yeah. if you play a video game and they let you pick your avatar and they structure mm -hmm. you, your body style, your hair and whatever. So you get to pick exactly what your body's going to look like in the simulation. Same sure. way as you get to pick it. Well, now that it's customizable, you kind of remove the the you know the the beauty aspect because everybody's literally going to be beautiful. It's not going to be aesthetics where some people That's are blessed point. other than you know others. So immutable characteristics are no more. You can just change it on the next revision. Okay. Yeah, that's and well, which then takes out like the competition of finding uh, the most attractive partner or whatever. Everybody's attractive. Everybody's the same. Everybody's now, in any same. iteration, knowing that you can change, would you ever pick a meat suit with boobs just so you could have them for one iteration? No, sorry. No boobs no, for you. No, All right, no, sorry. I can't do it. It's not a terrible, it's not the worst idea you've ever had. <laughs> but I was just curious. I was just curious because you know, you have an infinite amount of meat suits. They probably cost some money. Yeah. So probably a couple. So we're talking like, for anybody that's ever watched like Westworld, for anybody that's ever watched Black Mirror, there's a couple episodes on that. Um, Twilight Zone probably even has something along those I lines. I love how you ask me the questions like I'm the authority on what's going to happen. <laughs> Completely hypothetical. You're, You're like, you are, can you do this part? I, yes. Like, like <laughs> I, I just can't give like a yes or no. Like it's a black and white. Like I have, like I'm the type of person that need. I need all the details. And then I need to go through it and list my pros and cons and be like, okay, it's, it's yes or it's a no, because there's something special. There is something special about life because it does have an end. So if there's no end, then is like, are things less special because, you know, like every, like you only get so many birthdays you know like when your kids are young they're only 
that young for so long. You know what um, would be cool though? Yeah. Is there are so many different places even on earth that if you, if one of the rules was you could have a new body, but it would have to be in a different city with all new people. Think about mm. all the cities there are and like next is France. And then one after that is Italy. And you know, you just have to keep moving cities and, Basically, you're reborn every time you go through this where you have to meet all new people, get new employment, start over from scratch. So if you make any decisions like Groundhog Day, if yeah. you F it up when you when you're reborn over there, it's all brand new again. Are there any consequences to your actions? Really, the only consequence is that you carry with all of the memories from every other iteration okay. that you've had. So, so you, you have can... all the insights. OK, right. You have all the knowledge. You have all the mistakes that you've made. And you have the memories of the people that were in previous lives. How about the other people around you? They're in the same boat as you. Okay. Because the, the technology is open to everyone. So everyone's going to continue to get smarter and smarter they and could. smarter and smarter. Well, most Those who would will. choose yeah. to say yes to but my like, question. Like you live long enough, you're going to pick up a lot of information. But you, so is everybody else. True. But do you ever hear that thing when you're like a little kid? It's way easier to learn a different language and stuff like that. So if you're telling me I'm born in America, I learn English, whatever, and then I go through, you know, Spanish or German or whatever in high school, you kind of learn it a little bit, but you don't really know it. Um, but then you tell me I transfer this consciousness over 35, 40, 50, whatever it might be to a new body. And I, and I'm learning Italian, but I'm a, 30 year old man and I have to learn Italian, but I only know English like that might be tough, you know, or to pick up on a new language. Can I hit you with one more? You can hit me with whatever. Okay. Let's reverse some of the, the rules in this. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to transfer your consciousness, but we're going to put it in an infant, but all of the memories from the previous iterations are going to be removed. So you get to live in a, a complete another, a, a complete, oh, complete boy. other life. So wait, what am I gaining as an infant? Just an a new infant. body. You're just getting a new, a new body. body to live it through, but you have none of the past experiences from not, just nothing. zero. No, when you're born. No previous knowledge. No, no previous knowledge. It's brand new. You're wiped so, out, reset. So then what's the difference between just dying and not knowing then? Technically, you will go away versus you continuing on, even if you don't remember it. Okay. I, that's a harder one. To I'm going to say, I'm going to say probably not then because I don't like, what am I gaining? You know, in that sense, I don't know what I'm gaining. Maybe <laughs> that that's how it really works. And those past lives, so that's almost that like can, a reincarnation type. Yeah. Thing. Right. That's the, that, now we're getting spiritual. That's the argument for reincarnation. See, okay. when you drink bourbon and you talk philo philosophy around a campfire, usually you come Imagine up with these, we didn't drink enough. To really We've had one <laughs> less than one. less than one. And we're already on. Reincarnation. <laughs> All right. So welcome we, to the three, three, oh, so sports we, show. We, uh, yeah. <laughs> welcome to uh, a show that has sports titled in the name, but we're not. <laughs> hey, you started it. By uh, the way. No, it, it is. And we will get to a little bit of sports. Uh, I, I am going to skip one thing I had planned, but um, you want to talk a little TV for a minute? Go for it. Okay. This can is your you, show. <laughs> I, can you, we're going to put this up on the screen. So I just finished True Detective Night Country. This was a reincarnation of the first three seasons Ooh, that maybe there. should not have been, uh, maybe not have been done. I loved part of it and I hated a lot of it. It was very visually, aesthetically pleasing. Um, but I was really, 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 really disappointed towards the end of the season. Now, there's some people out there I know that love it. There's some people that hate it. It's whatever. These were my top five shows coming into 2024 that I was looking forward to. So House of the Dragon still has high hopes for me. That's coming in like, I think, May or early June. Stranger Things because, well, Stranger Things and Welcome to Dairy were both pushed to 2025 because of that writer strike from last year. So unfortunately, those things got bumped. They were originally scheduled for this year. And Curb Your Enthusiasm, if you're a Seinfeld fan and have never watched Curb Your Enthusiasm, one of the greatest shows on TV, one of the funniest shows, I should say, on TV, you got to watch it. It is hilarious. Um, and you have never steered me wrong on any show you said was awesome. I shared your 
flavor of of entertainment but i've literally i've, I've seen stranger things the first couple seasons, so good maybe yeah but beyond that other five or four i didn't I've so seen. uh true detective the very first season of it is by far the best it is great and each season you can watch independently they kind of they don't really go together they're kind of just independent it it goes over like cops or detectives and in their story. So that's really good. Um, I like the horror genre. That's why I like, that's why I put the, it's like the it origin right. story behind that curb. Your enthusiasm is just funny. It's, it's hilarious. It's Larry David who created Seinfeld. Um, and then this is the 12th season of this, but mm. it gets funnier and funnier every single freaking year. Stranger things is just awesome. Especially if you grew up in the eighties and nineties, um, like I did and it's just so good. It's got the sci-fi aspect and like those kids though It's the only weird thing. I think it came out in like 2015 or something So those kids are now like eight years older They're like grown-ass adults and we talked about Millie Bobby Brown and how like she turned from a, like a little kid into like a grown-ass woman um, and it's like you still got to make them look like little kids a little bit and then um, you know true detective as I said a little disappointing but I will say the, yeah, she's beautiful. Um, and she's probably, I don't know, 20, 21 years old now. So um, it is what it is. But uh, now what I will say is I, over the last couple of weeks, caught up on the show called The Bear. Have you ever seen The Bear? I've not. Oh my God. It is awesome. So it's based in Chicago. Uh, it's very Youngstown like so any youngstown people that are in the restaurant industry would love this show um uh, it, it is just so good it takes you through um kind of the kitchen dynamics restaurant industry dynamics um but it also like has great great character building as joe's scrolling through millie bobby brown picks uh, <laughs> but uh so so good highly recommended it's two seasons you can easily catch up on it and um, so, so great. So highly, highly recommend The Bear. And now we have Blake Lively on the screen who we uh, spent a little bit of time on last week. So Blake, or is it Balake? <laughs> Balake. Balake. But uh, yeah, no complaints there. So, um, but highly recommend Joe. You got to go watch The Bear. Got to watch it. Um, so this the when it airs live, it's on FX, which you know most people that have cable or DirecTV or whatever have. If you don't have it, you can go sign up, um, get do a free trial on Hulu, and you can crank through like both seasons in probably three days. I would say there's like thirty to forty minute episodes, but it is so so good. There's an episode in the second season. There are two episodes in the second season. One is called um, Forks, which sounds weird, but it is the best episode of television, maybe in the top five I've ever seen. Like just this one 30 minute episode of TV is unbelievable. It like will change, not change your life, but it will like, if you watch those couple episodes up to it, it is like, like you get all the feels in it. It is amazing shit. So Got a I question recommend for you. that. Yes. Because I think about this a lot about uh, series that yeah. take things too far and series that don't go far enough. Mm -hmm. So give me your uh, series that really went way too long and destroyed the story because they just tried to make it carry too long. Okay. And one who left you waiting and signed off before you were truly satisfied. Oh, man. Those, those are tough. So I will... I'm going to I'm going to skirt around this okay. question, but Game of Thrones was probably my favorite show of all time. Um, and now House of the Dragon. Love that. That's a prequel. But how um, Game of Thrones went seven seasons actually should have made it eight. The last season, I think, was like six episodes. They had a lot more story to tell, and I felt like they condensed it so much that they could have made the story so much better. W weren't they following the books though? They they are. Okay. And that's the thing too, okay. because they kind of guessed like the last couple seasons. Okay. Because that George R. R. Martin that wrote the books, he didn't finish the well, he I think there's two more books. And he's like finishing one's called like Winds of Winter. And there's another one I think called Something Spring. 
you know, um, that he hasn't even maybe even started yet. But the the um, directors, co-directors, I think they were brothers, like got a lot of crap for it because they like rushed the ending. And um, like people, there are, like when I say people love this show, I mean, there are people that would like take a bullet for this show, literally. Um, and it was so freaking good, but the ending left something to be desired. And it was because I think they didn't know how it was supposed to end. So they kind of made up their own ending. And I think there's, it would be kind of cool in the future if they were able to do kind of like a reboot, but also like maybe do that last two seasons over. But that show, like there, for anybody out there that's watched Game of Thrones, The Red Wedding, there's one called Hard Home. Um, that's a one episode. There, there's a just battle of bastards there's one episode there are like 10 episodes out of like 65 70 that are like mind-blowing and so freaking good and it's like movie-esque in one episode of tv and the production value is like off the charts and um i'm not like a super like sci-fi or fantasy type guy but this show is amazing yes there are dragons there's a little bit of like magic but most of it's like storytelling character building and just so freaking good so. and some of their hot girls are very hot girls oh daenerys targaryen will and dragons oh um, yeah you cannot go wrong <laughs> no. with the mother of dragons no no she is she is phenomenal so. all right what about the opposite where series went too far series went too far Will you give me a little bit I'm more on that so just a, just a scotch just a scotch um so a series that went too far. Oh man, this is tough. I really need to think about this one. Um, can I revisit this one in a little bit? Sure. I don't feel like I can give a true great answer on this one, but um, I'll give how you about, mine. yeah, please. The ones that went too far, number one, the walking dead. And it's a tie with uh 24. Okay. Like I have never seen either. of So those shows. the storyline became repetitive where it was only predict there's only so many scenarios that can present itself and they overplayed those so there was always like the villainous group that did always the same thing they were super evil and they conquered them in the exact same way same thing with 24 like okay you have a terrorist response and you know you go rogue and and whatever i didn't even bother watching like the final episodes of the series hmm. i got so bought out of the repetition. Okay. Um, I think the creativity starts to wane because it's, it is hard to write a good storyline anyway, mm -hmm. but you put 25 seasons together with 16 episodes a season. Yeah. I mean, you're going to repeat. Yeah. I thought of mine while you were talking. I was hoping that would happen. Billions. Yes. I billions. Agree. It was good until it wasn't. Yep. And yeah, billions showtime. Very good. And then well, your favorite characters get into that mode. Like yeah. Bobby was was like he wasn't even in the one season. Right, right. So yeah. Yeah. Billions. Billions. Yeah. And the plot of it's great, but you know, did over, you get into overkill. succession? Oh, I love succession. They yeah. did it right. That's in the top in four seasons. Yep. In the top, that's in my top five. So Game of Thrones, regardless of the ending, still in my top five. Breaking Bad is up there. They knew when to end it and it was perfect. And ended. they didn't even, there was, they had some plot points in there. They didn't even know how they were going to finish it. They just threw it in there and they're like, fuck it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> and I love that. I love that. Yep. Um, and then that turned into better call Saul, which is one of the greatest shows too yep. that ever came out. But I, I would put breaking bad up there. Game of Thrones succession. Um, I, I got a whole host of, shows that i now, love if you were to but... take game of thrones and pick a character out that you think that it could start a whole series around without any of the other characters who do you think the best survivable character is aria okay aria yeah she she's a badass she was like this little kid when the show started and it was almost kind of like stranger things esque where she was a little kid when it started she was like a teenager to maybe like an 18 year old when the show ended and then but like she gets spoiler alert if you've never seen it but she basically she's like i want to know what's in the big continent in the show and you got to keep in mind this is kind of like our equivalent to like medieval times or whatever but she's like i want to know what's west of westeros and that's the big continent so she goes west 
on like a discoverable journey. So I think she would be the number one character I'd want to follow. So, okay. And, and she's I'm, just cool. You I'm know? telling you, Game of Thrones is not afraid to kill a character off. No, oh, hell no. <laughs> if you watch season one, episode nine, you do not expect that to come if you are not a book You're reader. Like, what? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. So, yeah, when, when, without saying it, when, when they, when that main character gets killed off in season one, you will uh, be shocked. So, my favorite characters always die. They always yeah. do. Who's, are you, did you watch that show? Yes. Yeah, what's your What was your favorite character on that what, show? What's the name of the dude that got his head chopped off in like the first episode? That's well in oh in episode nine. Okay, we're talking about Ned. Yeah, Ned yeah, yeah. Stark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was Ned. my favorite. Spoiler alert. Yeah, don't don't listen if you or unlisten. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, are we good to move on? Oh, I'm good. This okay. is your show. No, 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 we're moving on. <laughs> I want to give a quick shout out, and okay. she will probably never see this, but um, I took my daughter, uh, who's five, to her first Youngstown State women's basketball game this past Saturday. I tried to get to a bunch, but like, you know, timing and whatever didn't work out. But um, <laughs> she caught like a ball from the cheerleaders. She caught like a frisbee. Um, we're friends with the cheerleading coach at YSU. So she gave her a cookie and she's got all this stuff. And like, it was just me and her. And then I had her my, her and I, her and I, sorry. Thank you. So I have my phone, my wallet, my keys, right? Phone, wallet, keys. I always do that. Did you ever do that? Phone, yes. wallet, keys. Yes. There's actually a great Adam Sandler uh, song about that. But I, um, in the midst of collecting things, I think I dropped my phone. So I think I dropped my phone. I don't know. So it's freezing cold outside. We, we end up getting back to the car, which was, uh, you know, probably like a quarter mile walk, get back there. And I'm like, and my phone always connects to my car. So I knew, Oh shit, I forgot my phone. So I get back there and I'm like, what do I do? It's gotta be in there. So we go back in and we like retrace our steps. And I want to give a shout out to this young lady, Abby Davidson. Her brother was on our show, Mitch, uh, earlier in the season. He is the quarterback or was the quarterback at Youngstown State. But this young lady, she is phenomenal. She's a great athlete. She's a fantastic human being. Called my mother on my phone. So I don't know how she did it. What I think she did is press the Siri button and said, call mom. So she calls my mom and lets my mom know. Now, I didn't know this because I didn't have a phone, but I walk back and she's like, hey, hey, you know, like as she sees me, like looking with my daughter, like finding my phone. And she's like, did you lose your phone? And I'm like, yeah. So I would just want to give a shout out to her because somehow she found it. I, I think maybe her mom and maybe one of her brothers was down there with her. Um, and like she they might have just found it on the ground. And I would be lost without this thing. So shout out. I, to Abby I honestly want to hear it from her side. You should totally book her to tell. We'll have her on the story, show eventually. Yeah. The story of the lost phone. Yeah. And I mean, to her, it's to her. It's like, I found a freaking phone on the ground. I gave do, it to this guy. Do but... you have your mom in your phone as mom? I do. Or yeah. Jenny? Mom, mom, mom. Yeah. Just because, you know, I don't know. I, I think I have like two other Jenny's in there. So you know, I don't call my mom Jenny. I call her mom, you know, so. When are you allowed to start using first names? What At what age? Well, with with my, you know, with my kids, we say Grandma Jenny. So I call her Grandma Jenny, but. You're never allowed to to kill the moniker like the. Well, you could you could like if I, if I saw my aunt. I don't I think there's like, a rule, Joe. <laughs> well, I need to know what the decorum is here, like. If if my aunt is named Cynthia, do I have to say Aunt Cynthia no. once I get to be forty? Or are you like, are you Cynthia now? You could you could be whatever age you want, and and call them whatever you want. So I don't know. I don't know. I feel kind of dirty when I <laughs> when I same thing with teachers. Like when I see a teacher, like yeah. Miss Smith versus I know her name's Betty. Can I call her Betty now that I I'm graduating? I think it depends on your relationship with that person. If you're like on a friendly basis and you're close with them, I think that's one thing. But if you're not necessarily, then like I still have students come up and call me Mr. Coffin. And okay. um, but like I also have students my very first year of teaching, um, you know, and then I ended up coaching some of those kids and stuff. And they just call me either Coffin. They call me, you know, 
Justin, whatever it might be. Um, but those kids are now like, you know, 26, 27. They were the same age as I was when I was teaching them now, you know? So it's like a different dynamic. Right. And then it's like, whatever, it's, it's all the same. Like once you're a certain age, you know, it's, it'd be weird if like a 12 year old was like, Hey, Justin, <laughs> you know, but, but with their 25, 26 year old, Hey, you know, then it's like, uh, Hey, Mr. Coffin and be like, no, it's, it's Justin now, you know? So like, whatever. I just need to know what the rules are. That's They're all. like, That's okay. All. So your wife's a teacher. Yeah. So if she, you have to ask her this. So like, I don't know if you know the answer, but if she sees a former student out, cause she taught kindergarten for a long yeah. time. So that takes a long time to get out of, get out of grade school and stuff. So like, let's just say uh, 15 years later, she sees a student. Are they going to call her Mrs. Danier? Or are they going to call her Debbie? Well, and they were students of her before we were married. So she's Miss Danier. So they still call her oh, Miss okay. Danier. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And that makes sense. For sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. So put a stamp on that one. That's it. All we're right. Moving solving on. the world's problems today. <laughs> and we have great uh, bas women's basketball players that will give you your phone back. Yes. In a crunch. Yes. In a pinch. Yes. Thank you, Abby. All right. Abby's so, great. so Natalie, what'd she say? What about shows that are perfect just the way they are? For me, The Good Place. Oh, six feet under. That would be one of the top top shows of all well, time. Well, The Good Place was perfectly done, and they ended it perfectly. You, you know, like some shows, like we really like them. Like you said, I like cherry pie. So they like just jam cherry pie yeah, down your throat forever. Service. Right. Yeah, that's not cool. Instead of letting the storyline end when it's supposed to and let you want yeah. more. It's okay to leave a series wanting a little bit more yeah. and not overdoing it's it. It's good to have a little bit of mystery and in, 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 or some unknown questions. Not the big ones necessarily. And, and some shows are about that mystery, but it's not necessarily the root of the show. So my favorite, yeah, and Natalie, Six Feet Under is unbelievable. Have you ever seen that show? I've not. So every show starts with a death. And it's a it's a show that uh, follows a family. Dexter's in it, the guy that plays Dexter. Okay. Um, there's a lot of big time characters in that show. But that show follows a family that owns a funeral home and how it operates and stuff. But they're so, it is, it's an HBO show. So you know it's well done, but it is so freaking good. So a contentious show. Either you absolutely love this show or you despise it. This yeah. is the most, most uh, polarizing show there is, is Lost. I have never seen it. And I'm a little disappointed in that because there's a couple shows I love that are similar to Lost that I that I have heard of. Um, the Leftovers, which is one of the best shows I've ever seen, and um, Yellow Jackets. So those are two really good shows. Um, Yellow Jackets has a lot left to be desired, so we'll see on that. But um, The Leftovers, have you ever seen that one? Mm -hmm. Okay, so... I've never seen Lost. You've never seen Leftovers. Maybe we, you, sh you should. Uh, we'll, we'll have to share some misery yeah. and uh, yeah. yeah, go yeah so I'm on the end of I, I hated Lost. I invested okay. all the seasons worth of watching every episode, and uh, yeah, I was very, very disappointed by the end of it. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I, I will have to look into Lost a little bit because I've, I've never seen. While it. you're watching it, you are going to thoroughly enjoy it because it is a well-written show. Mm -hmm. And then you can always tell in the show when new writers took over and they kind of ran out of ideas because mm -hmm. it would just get weird and there would be a logical sense. And you're like, fuck it, go with it. And that's know? one of those shows that was on like ABC. It wasn't on yeah. like HBO or right. So they couldn't throw in like the violence necessarily or the sex or the language, but, but there are elements of it that yeah. you thought were going to be important. And they like made an appearance and then they like, faded out and you're like what what just happened so all i know about lost is that there's a plane crash right yeah. and they end up on a on an island yeah and then there's like some weird a bunch of weird shit so i heard even this in this um podcast i listened to they they were mentioning polar bears and stuff polar like bear, so i don't know anything smoke about monster it. oh boy and uh there was there was one more that like you thought was going to be super relevant a part of the story and just kind of like evaporated okay like the okay. smoke monster okay all right, interesting. All right, well, well, I can uh, once I watch it, I'll give some knowledgeable thoughts on that. But okay. I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, with that said, 
45 minutes into the show. Let's I'm going to talk about the sports. I'm going to talk about one college football thing. Okay. Um, I'll talk about how I would fix college football in the future. Well, um, you want to read I'm that message that up one. there? Cause Dave has some oh, insight. So on Dave Gillen says, no matter what you do, colleges have been paying players through some form of job related or other means. NIL has made it even with other colleges that have been doing it. Put a cap on NIL is just for saying they're paying players anymore, but it's not the end of the money. Agreed. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Yeah, there, there's always been that dirty money out there. Um, now they're doing it a little bit better, but it's still not regulated. And that is the number one way they have to fix that. That's like, I think the NIL thing was number two or number three on my list, which um, what the hell? Let's I'll, I'll show that right now. Here's my list of how I would fix college football. Okay. Number one, way less commercials. The NFL does it perfectly. NFL is about a three hour game, 315 at most. College football is about four hours because it goes kickoff, commercial, um, offensive, se offensive series, commercial, you know? And it's like, it, there's too many commercials. So killing the commercials or figuring out a way to add commercials while it's still showing the actual field and not adding more time to the game. Everyone loves football, but at some point it's like, this is too much, you know? Well, in the future, like the next generation attention spans are even more limited. Yeah. So they're going to have to figure out ways of get it to fit in a two hour triangle and then a one hour. And they're going to be at I think, a point. I think three hours is the sweet spot. I think I really think that is the sweet spot because if you can, if, if you're there, there's enough going on to keep your attention. Maybe what they need to do is boost like the Wi-Fi signal there. Um, so people can be interactive somehow, or maybe like, you know, betting or gambling becomes a thing there, which that's a whole other, you know, issue. But what, um, what if they figured out a way to add more time to the regulation clock and make it not stop as often? Mm, college football did um, get get rid of that like if on a first down the clock stops that that really didn't like i mean it it might be a possession or two but it's not like it's it it didn't affect like the time of the games super super a lot so i would have to look into that a little bit more but in my opinion college football just limit the amount of commercials like the nfl whatever they're doing they're doing it right and college football needs to find that model. Um, just in my opinion, like you said, the attention spans of people are different, but football is a more, it's not quite basketball with the fast paced aspect of it. And it's not baseball where it's boring. You can read a book while you're watching it as well. But um, college football needs to get more on the NFL level in the sense of pace of play and not, just limiting the amount of commercials. Now the the NASCAR model where they keep the race going, but they show the commercial like in a split screen. Not a terrible idea. Would you pay attention to the commercial? Not a terrible. Uh, to me, I don't really, you know, you watch the commercials, but do you really watch them? I'm usually on my phone or whatever in between. Um, but I don't know if it's an Ohio State game or a game or, you know, a YSU game or whatever game I'm super into that time. I am focused 100% on the game. And if a commercial like takes up, you know, they don't have to split the whole screen. They could put it in a little window. But I think when they do like when they're huddling up or something, you can fit a 20 second commercial in that span right. and still make your revenue and add money then. Um, but do we need um, a touchdown? Uh, then your extra point then a commercial, then to come back, do a kickoff, and then another commercial? No. I think you wipe that out, put your commercial on when the offense is coming on the field, the special teams is coming off the field, stuff like that. That's when you can do those little transitions. And hopefully people buy into that because to me, there's too many commercials. And I get that's where they make their money. There's billions of dollars over the course of uh, seasons in college football, and it's a moneymaker and money money drives all so i get that but they need to figure out a way the nfl is like the king of all sports so they need to figure out a way to uh college football 
to get it on the NFL's level. So the next generation specifically seeks out venues that have zero commercials. They would rather pay for the what to watch the game. Yeah. Tend to suffer any commercials. So if it's basically three dollars a quarter, right? Okay. They would pay twelve dollars for a I, game. I think and you're have right. Zero commercials whatsoever. I think you're right. Not everybody financially like and i'm not saying twelve dollars is a lot of money but twelve dollars for certain people might be a lot of money where they might not be able to afford that and maybe they have to watch the commercial version but like there still needs to be those transition times where there's there are little breaks in the game you know timeouts or filler. whatever yeah fillers yep um but there doesn't need to be four minutes no. of filler you know maybe limit it to two cut it in half or find those other two minutes where you can you know, put those little split screens or whatever it might be. So my opinion, I don't think I'm in the uh, minority on that, though. I think the vast majority of people think college football is too long. So what's do you think? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like and I mean, like I said, I think the NFL has the perfect model. They probably still have too many commercials, but you're I don't feel like you're waiting around as ridiculously as as long of a time on like the next series of that. Well, every, every sport keeps escalating in the, the cost and how much nut they have in producing, you know, mm -hmm. one game. And with so much of that cost, you have to sell so many commercials and then it becomes a majority commercials and like half of it's, yeah, you know, actual football. Yeah. If you can make the cost lower, I don't know how you get the cost out of games though. When NBC pays $4 billion for NFL coverage, like, I don't know how you, you know, get that back without adding 50% more commercials every season. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but I think they're all smart enough to figure out like, I don't know. And there's probably something to be said where there's like a peak, you know, and like, it's going to eventually plateau where it's like, there's only, you know, most, I, I, I don't even want to say most, but there's so many people like everyone you and I know watches at least a couple games a year, you know, and, but we are generally like, we like the Browns, you know, um, and we like football and all that stuff. Not everyone loves football the same amount. Um, so they, they, they still have to drive that revenue, but I don't know. What so the last is. season Peacock and prime mm -hmm. gatekeeped a couple of games where you had to have a subscription in order to watch. So mm -hmm. if in the future you had to subscribe to an NFL channel or whatever and get no commercial, would you do it? If it was how a, much would you pay? Yeah, that's a good question on how much. Um, like if the Browns are playing, if the Buckeyes are playing, I'm probably paying it or I'm going to find a way where I'm going to know I'm going to watch it. Maybe I, you know, if you're watching at your house, maybe I throw you 10 bucks and you know, whatever, five bucks, whatever it is. Um, if it's pay-per-view like, which maybe we'll eventually get to, but I think with all the subscriptions, there's prime, there's, you know, there's YouTube TV, there's red zone package. There's, um, you know, all this other stuff you're paying kind of individually for those different subscriptions. So, everyone's getting their money it's just a matter of how much money do yeah. they want do they need so i don't know i do you think that's the way of the future i do you think paper I, I really think people are going to be purchasing ad hoc from the buffet menu only paying for what you view not subscriptions to all of this stuff because i think we're we're paying less and less attention to one specific channel like we nobody mm -hmm. goes home and watches 20, you know, WFMJ or whatever right. all night long. No, right? No. You go get the content that you want and mm -hmm. you're out. And most TV now is not like, uh, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like sit and watch TV. Most yeah, of it's 100%. like on demand. Yeah. You 100%. know, like, like I even know on like the people that watch this podcast, like most people aren't watching right now when we're doing it live. Like I know some friends that watch it or some family that watches it, that watches it seven 30. Cause right. that's most convenient for them. And it's same thing with YouTube. YouTube has become the wave of like, that's where your most viewers come from. All the consumers that are 30 years and younger consume content that way. Mm -hmm. And it's like the, so the only on demand things right now, like live TV, um, you know, you used to say, if you want to watch Seinfeld, you used to have to watch it at nine o'clock 
on a Thursday night or else you're out of luck till a rerun. Um, but now you can pretty much watch anything except a live sporting event or maybe live news well, coverage. Well, the only reason is the spoilers. People that you know on social media will mm. ruin the score for you. If if they never did that, and I just got home at 7 o'clock on Sunday night yeah. and started playing the Browns game and could skip commercials, Yep. and I didn't know how it ended, I could watch it as if it were live. Yeah, fact. You assholes ruined it for me. <laughs> so maybe what we need to say, if you're going to watch it later... Don't go on social media. Blackout. Like that's that's what you got to do. So yeah, fair enough. But you can't also be at like a soccer game where someone's you know on there saying, "Oh yeah, the Browns scored or the Buckeyes scored or whatever it might be." They just ruin like it for they're you. They're gonna ruin it for you. So totally. All right, real quick, let me run through this list <laughs> of the rest <laughs> oh, of the ways. This is my favorite show. <laughs> so we need to fix nil, and we are Ty, Petri, Petri, excuse me. Call Joe back. We need to have you back down here. Yes. Um, I'm going to call Ty. I'm going to call Ty as soon as I leave here. Let me see. He responded. Um, so, okay. But Ty is uh, one of the Youngstown collective people. But um, the NIL, the way Youngstown State does it is perfect. Like, and I think the way the Penguin Collective designed it is the way it was supposed to be. It's like, get a little cash in these guys' pockets. It's not to buy like Maseratis and like, you know, live in mansions and, you know, all this other stuff. I think it's designed to like, hey, let's give these guys and girls a better um, lifestyle. They're they're making money for the college. Let's put a little bit of money back in their pockets, right? Because they are the end product. And yeah. it's, it's not fair that the college makes all the money and they make none. Right. So with them, share some revenue, get, get that back to them. So fix the NIL mess. It needs regulation. People like Livy Dunn, God bless her. She is unbelievable. She's gorgeous. She's fun to look at. <laughs> and she's a very talented gymnast. Um, not, not Blake Lively, <laughs> Livy Dunn. Um, but uh, oh, yeah. So oh, oh. She, yeah. Okay. So if you don't know who Livy Dunn is, just look her up. Um, but she is a fantastic gymnast for Louisiana State. And she is one of the highest um, paid. NIL stars and God bless her. She should be um, because, you know, she can do what she does, but that shouldn't also be like Livy Dunn makes 4 million and like someone to her skill level gets nothing. But um, you know, if you watch a couple of her videos, you'll probably see why she gets paid what she gets paid. Uh, she is a fantastic athlete, but also a beautiful human being. And, you know, that's what, that's what sells. So I get it. Um, also the transfer portal, let's fix that. Um, you, you should get a one-time free transfer. Maybe the school you committed to wasn't the school you wanted. You should be able to transfer out one time free. If your coach or position coach or coordinator, uh, leaves, you should be able to leave that school. Um, unencumbered there. So you should have, that's like a little bit of a, you know, asterisk on the one-time transfer teams cannot play three times in a season is my next one. Um, next year, there's a very good chance a team like Alabama and Georgia could play three times once in the regular season, once in the sec championship game, once in the college football playoffs, same thing with Ohio state and Oregon, Ohio state travels to Oregon this year. They could very well play in the Big Ten title game. They could very well play in the college football playoff. Ohio State, Michigan, same thing. Um, revenue sharing in bowl games to encourage players not to opt out. That is my next one. Joe, I'm putting that up on the screen. We're not putting <laughs> Joe's, Joe's just care. looking at pictures of Livy Dunn, which I don't blame him either. Um, so revenue sharing in bowl games. Fix the calendar. I know a lot of college football. I would love to have a college football coach on and talk about the calendar, the recruiting schedule, all that stuff and figure that out. And then we're going to bring back this topic on like a normal show um, and keep traditional rivalries. Pitt, West Virginia, obviously Ohio State, Michigan, Oregon, Oregon State, all like hundreds of, well, dozens of them throughout college football. So those are my uh, seven that I came up with. Um, I think I got enough of them, but way less commercials, number one for me. And then we figure it out from there.
I noticed you didn't pause at all to let me throw anything at you because this would be a four-hour episode. If now, that were the we case. could, I, I like, I feel like I gotta, I probably gotta get home in a little bit, but I could go for hours today. I feel like and just, just BS about everything. But yeah. you threw a Livy Dunn over in the side well, and that kept me occupied. Well, while you got through that list. I threw Livy Dunn's name out. You went and searched her. So you did it on purpose, though. Like I, you knew I did. To... She will distract you, and she is worth every NIL dollar yeah. she probably makes. So um, yeah. So go watch some LSU gymnastics, and you'll uh, you'll understand. The why. competition so. is fierce. Fierce. No, they they are really good. They are really good. No, can, I don't. Can want... I can I ask you about something? Yeah. Summer games. Are you are you bought into Olympics at all? Like, are you in? Are you Olympics fan? I will watch it um, and I will be in, you know, we had Katie moon on a few weeks ago. She is the, one of the nicest human beings you'll ever meet. Um, and she is the reigning gold medalist uh, in pole vault for the United States. She's from Cleveland. So I will watch her when she's on, I'll watch basketball. I will watch some of the rando sports, um, but I'm not like a, I need to see, you know, this and this and this, you know, or like I need to see swimming or like, I, I will watch that stuff, but uh, track and field's another one, you know, it's like, it's cool. And if I see it awesome, if I don't, I'm not going to like be upset about it. So how about you? Eight hour time differential. I love watching live stuff, but it's one of those how far Paris is from us. It's yeah, I think eight, it's hours. eight hours. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So like things that have already happened, and mm -hmm. then they like delay it so you can watch it as I hate it overlies. I hate that. So like when we were in Salt Lake or we were in United States, like it's I in LA watch. in 2028. All right, I'm in. Okay. But that time differential ruins it because I know I can look up what happens, and I do that instead. Mm -hmm. I I 100% agree. It's it's very frustrating, like the because it's like you know what happens half the time on your phone, and then. <laughs> <laughs> And then we're there. So I I had a bunch of shit planned. Uh, we're going to save some of it. So, Joe, the last yes. thing I want to ask you about. It's 10.33 p.m. in Paris. So, so, 10, so there's six hours ahead. Yeah. Six hours ahead. Okay. All right. Last thing I want to talk to you about. I had like 10 other things that we're not going to get to uh, because we're putting Blake Lively and Livy Dunn on the screen. Um, but. The eclipse. Yes. So the eclipse is coming. We're less than 50 days away. Right. The eclipse is one of those. Like this is a full. Is it a soul? It's a solar eclipse. 100% so the solar. moon will. Is it the. Yeah. The moon completely blocks out the sun. Yep. So this is like one of those few. This is like once in a lifetime, really. And we are just south of the direct path. So if you drive from Youngstown, maybe 30 miles north, Cortland, you go up to Akron, you go up to Cleveland, you are going to be in the direct path of this solar eclipse. And like, it's going to last for like four minutes if you're in the direct path, which is unbelievable. So we need to get a few people scheduled. I, I need to, we need to talk to either Andrew or Eric from WFMJ uh, and talk about the eclipse. I know there's some teachers um, that, I know that are on like the solar eclipse committee that we're going to get on our show and talk about that. But what, like, is this something like that you're really looking forward to or could you care less about it? We are driving the motor home to a place where it's going to be a hundred percent. And I don't know what you're talking about. Four minutes is a really long time. I am committed to yeah. the four minutes as being equally as pleasurable as 20 minutes or an hour. Four minutes is good enough. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no idea. Four minutes is good. Four minutes is a long time <laughs> in most circles. That's a long time. time. But yes, we are going to see the solar eclipse. We're driving just south of Cleveland, between Cleveland and Toledo. Okay. We got okay. A, a state park. Oh, down. you can go see the birthplace of uh, your guy over there. Yeah. What's his name? Edison. Edison. Yeah. That's in, uh, I forget the town name, but it's over there. So yeah, yeah that is, um, it's like. Like by Sandusky area. Yeah. Kind of in that. Ladies, four minutes is good. That's plenty of four time. minutes of awesome. I mean, I'm happy with the 230. <laughs> Wait, what? All right. All right. We're on moving on. Side. Moving on. So, but anyways, <laughs> the Guardians home opener will be that day. And they're going to start the game, I believe, right after that solar eclipse. So the home opener. So what is that? April 8th um, will take place 
during that full solar eclipse, which is schools really cool. Schools are closing for Most the eclipse. Schools are, yeah. We'll have to we'll have to find out if there's a source out there where we can get all our school closings. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, because the news because the news just doesn't do it well enough. The scrolling for us. of schools closed by solar eclipse. <laughs> oh man, just so, an untapped market. Please clip that and send that in our uh, little chat group there. Four minutes but, is uh, good. I want you all to. Four minutes is great. 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 So okay. achievement. All right. I have a hundred other things to talk about. We're we're, we're closing up shop right I'm now. Sorry, Justin. So no, no. I need to apologize. We we spent about we we spent a long time on things I didn't think we were going to talk about, but they were fun. Sixty three minutes on Blake Lively. I can't believe it. Blake Lively and Livy Dunn. Livy Dunn. Yeah, yeah. And Arya uh, Stark, and who else? A, a few others. So, yeah. Mm. Anyways, okay. It's for Joe. <laughs> I'm Justin. Uh, next week, we'll get back to you and we'll we'll talk all that stuff. So everybody, enjoy your weekend and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to this show on Youngstown Studio. This is original Youngstown content. Feel free to share our videos and tell your friends about us. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook. Thank you for your support.